This is Self Work, and I'm Dr. Margaret Rutherford. At Self Work, we'll discuss psychological and emotional issues common in today's world and what to do about them. I'm Dr. Margaret, and Self Work is a podcast dedicated to you taking just a few minutes today for your own self work. Hi, and welcome or welcome back to Self Work. I'm Dr. Margaret Rutherford, and I'm so glad you're here. I have a guest host today who I'm about to introduce you to, but first, let's hear from one of our proud sponsors. What better time than now to decide that you're going to do something for yourself in 2023 that will only add to your sense of well-being, where you can begin every single day with an act of true self-care, not a bubble bath, not even a therapy session. But by drinking one glass full of 75 high-quality minerals, vitamins, probiotics, adaptogens, and whole food source superfoods, which support everything from your gut to your immune system to your energy level. I use it every day and love this habit because if you're like me, self-care can get lost in a day full of kids, work, meals, and whatever else comes along. AG1 knows that people who listen to self-work are seeking to make their lives better. So Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five travel packs with your first purchase. Become your own green machine in the first hour you're up and around. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash self-work. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash self-work to take ownership of your health in 2023 and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. If I remember correctly, Ashley Stahl and I met when her book, U-Turn, came out. And to prepare for her interview on self-work, not only did I read her book, I watched a couple of her TED Talks. Yes, she has too. And I thought her advice was solidly based on what's important for career, and that's values. I saw that she'd established herself extremely well in the entrepreneurial world, giving career advice to many worldwide, while at the same time, she's also very transparent and giving of herself. So I wanted to feature her and her work so that self-work listeners could approach their professional lives more clearly. Who exactly is she? She's a counterterrorism professional turned career coach. She's an international best-selling author, a Fortune 500 spokesperson, and an expert on intuition, personal branding, and fulfillment. When I asked her to be a guest host, she energetically jumped right in, which was more than meaningful for me. And I loved listening to this episode. In it, she's going to share 11 of what she calls mind shifts that have been vital for her to learn in 2022 and take now into 2023. Here's a sneak peek into her list. Number one was that she's learned the difference between a connection and a true relationship. The first being highly seductive, perhaps, but the second holding within it security and consistency, which is so needed by us all. I'm honored she's here, as I have been all of my guest hosts. But before I introduce you to Ashley, here's one more message from sponsors that support self-work. Twenty twenty two is ending, which was a hard year for many, as they're trying to heal from the impact of the pandemic, and now we're welcoming twenty twenty three with more people than ever needing help with anxiety and depression. The most common problem I hear from those seeking therapy is how hard it is to find a therapist. BetterHelp solves those problems. After you make the first contact, their standard is to offer names of therapists to you in less than two days. 
and you can talk to them in a first session to see if it's a good fit. If so, you're on your way. But if not, rather than going through an awkward call or email, you simply let BetterHelp know and they'll ask what it was you didn't like and find someone else for you. You can text, chat, or talk virtually. All of those avenues are open to you. I'm a therapist because I got good therapy. I know how much of a difference it can make. I reached out, and so can you. Here's BetterHelp's offer for self-work listeners. 10% off your first month of sessions if you use this link. BetterHelp.com slash self-work. There's never a better time than today to reach out and get help. BetterHelp.com slash self-work. And now, Ashley Stahl. Hello, everybody. This is Ashley Stahl here. I am an author and the host of the U-Turn podcast, and I'm sure Dr. Margaret has introduced me as your guest host today. I'm so honored to be here with you and to be talking to you about 11 mind shifts that I have learned for more fulfilling relationships that you can have in 2023. I met Dr. Margaret in the podcast world since I was hosting the U-Turn podcast, having her as a guest. And I remember when she came on my show, I was just blown away by her soulfulness, by her connection to herself, by her wisdom. And I'm so excited to share some some really deep thoughts that I've been having this year that has translated into really deep connections in my life. And the first thought is the importance of understanding the difference between a connection and a relationship. So here's what I mean. There's two really key forces in any potent relationship. The first one is connection. And it's it's pretty powerful. It can also be very confusing. And the reason why is because a connection can be electric, right? It can make you feel understood. It can make you want to do crazy things for someone. It can make you feel as though you've known someone forever. And it can even make you think that a person owes you something or that you owe them something. That's the power of a connection. But what's really important that I've learned about connection, especially working in the psychology space myself, is that having a connection with someone does not mean you have the second key ingredient for a lasting bond. And that ingredient is an actual relationship with them. So while a connection can feel like a really magical thunderbolt of understanding, of depth, of being seen and more, it's the actual relationship, which looks like two or more people consistently investing in each other, consistently giving each other time, resources, energy. That is the container that carries a connection forward. So... I've been told the common career advice that it's not about who you know, but rather who knows you. And I used to think that was a really interesting piece of career advice, especially because I'm a career expert. I'm a spokesperson. I do a lot of speaking about relationships. But now I realize it's about neither. What life is really about is, and relationships are really about, is who invests in you. So, you know, a connection can absolutely change your life. But it's a relationship. It's the container in which a connection grows and expands, whether it's a friendship, a romantic partnership, a professional relationship, any ship 
that two people truly invest in. That is what has the power to create lasting, ongoing change in a way that connection just cannot. So what's important here and what I've learned in the past year is not to mistake a connection for a relationship. And that's why it's so important to invest in who invests in you. And a second mind shift that I've learned this year that I want to impart upon you is really understanding that you cannot replace time. Um, There's different stages of romantic relationships. There's different chemicals involved with how they work, right? So you've got the honeymoon stage, then you've got um, you know, a stage where you see each other's flaws or shortcomings. And then you have a negotiation stage where you actually see if you can navigate those shortcomings. Um, and then you have a deeper commitment stage. And what's important here is that you can't replace time. So even if you feel what I was talking about, a connection, and it's looking like you're creating a relationship, You always want to remember the importance of time, not just in romantic partnerships, but in any relationship, whether it's a business relationship, a friendship, time allows you the dignity of experiences that allow you to see how people handle things. The third mind shift that I've had in my relationships is around the importance of really knowing your core values. So one thing I've realized over time is that you just can't be close to someone who violates your core values, and yet they're not wrong for being who they are. So one of the biggest mistakes that I think people make when it comes to their core values is that they're a little bit aspirational when they choose them. So what what do I mean by that? I mean, if I show you a list of core values, and I have a list, I believe it's in chapter two of my book, U-Turn, if not chapter three, um, and it's Y-O-U-T-U-R-N, Um, And I'm sure you could just Google a core values list if you don't want to read the book. But what I've found is that if I present someone with a hundred words, whether it's family, balance, authenticity, inspiration, you know, um, spirituality, whatever it is, people tend to pick words when they're looking at core values that represent who they want to be and not necessarily who they actually are. So what's important here is to truly choose words that represent who you actually are. Um, I had a private client in my coaching practice. She was an attorney and she told me one of her core values was peace, but she was a litigator. And I told her, well, I don't know, because most of your work is, you know, in fighting. And she realized that's why she was so miserable in her work was because her core value is peace and her job is requiring her to violate that core value. And while it sounds obvious, it's just not something she picked up until now. So I would encourage you to think about what are your core values? In my case, they're fun, connection, self-expression, you know, um, growth. There's, you know, I have my top five core values, authenticity, And if I'm in partnership or in friendship with someone who is overstepping on one of those core values, who doesn't see eye to eye on one of those core values, it creates unrest sometimes in the relationship. For example, I value connection. What does connection mean to me? It's so important you ask yourself, what does your core value, what does that word actually look like for you, right? Like I had a client once tell me that their core value was adventure and when I asked them what that meant, they said it meant like skydiving and adrenaline seeking. 
when I asked another client what their core value was and they said adventure, I asked them, what does that mean to you? And they told me that means trying new restaurants in Miami. So defining your core values is important. So for me, connection in the context of my friendships, it means having relationships with people that respond to me. And I know that sounds really uh, silly to say, but some friends that I have, it, it, it might take them a couple days to text me back. And I don't mind that. But what's important for me is the people that I'm very close to, the people that I consider my closest friends, I like to hear back from them. And I feel disconnected if we have a dynamic that, you know, lacks that sort of connection. So it's important to know your values and not make anyone wrong for not being able to align with them. Um, so I would ask yourself, is there a relationship in your life right now that isn't working for you? And if so, what is that relationship? And then I would tune in with yourself and ask yourself, what core value are they violating? What need do you have that they are not able to show up for? I think these are the things that are very important to reflect on. And the fourth mind shift that I've had this past year is about healing. Healing looks so different for everyone. And it's so important to ask yourself, what do I need today? You know, some of us need to have a conversation because we feel sick from secrets that we're holding in. Some of us need to meditate because we can't hear our own intuition anymore. Some of us need to medicate because maybe our body has some sort of imbalance that we're ignoring. Um, some of us need to sit in bed and cry. Some of us need to chase a goal or forgive someone or say no or even say yes more often. For me, I needed to get my tonsils out. Or maybe you need some sort of body part that needs to be attend, you know, tended to by a doctor with a scalpel. And some of us don't need to do anything. Some of us need less to heal. But it's so important that we can ask ourselves, what do I need? What do I need to heal today? What do I need to feel today? What do I need in general? And what I truly believe is that knowing yourself, knowing what you need is the key to knowing what to ask for. And when you know what you need and you know what to ask for, that, my friend, I think that is the key to fulfillment. Number five, the fifth mind shift that I've learned is about transformation. Two of the biggest influences that I've learned are love and death. I think love and death are two of the most potent catalysts for transformation. And I know, you know, which one probably sounds better. <laughs> Am I right? But there's a death that we re really don't discuss that often. It's one that's not physical. It's mental. It's the death of our belief system. And as a result, it's a death of our old ways of being. So perhaps we continue on this planet, but the thoughts that are kind of in the winds of our minds they suddenly shift, they suddenly become new. And because of those, we feel new in some way. We think differently, we act differently, we be differently. I moved to New York City a year and a half ago because I outgrew an old way of being and an old way of thinking. I was living in Los Angeles. I was in a three-year relationship with a really good guy who just wasn't my person. And there was something complete for me about my time in Los Angeles. 
And that was when I made the choice to move to New York City. And that death of that era of my life, that completion, has given me so much life, so much love, so much expansion. So I want to ask you right now, what are you believing about yourself, about the world, about other people, about life that are due for expiration? What are some beliefs that you have about what's possible for you that you want to let go of? And even better, what ways of being or thinking are in need of your love, are in need of your attention? It's so important that you remember that you're the weaver of your own reality, no one else. I recently got certified as a meditation teacher just for fun. I think I'm going to put some meditations on my podcast every week. And it was so powerful for me to meditate and create that quiet space for me to get to know myself. And I remember the first time I meditated, I was, I was working in counterterrorism, believe it or not. And it was 2012, and I was on an intelligence assignment. I was in Istanbul during the protests. And I remember tear gas broke out in the crowd. It got in my eye, and I had no choice but to surrender. I remember in that moment just saying to myself, there's nothing I can do. There's chaos around me. I'm just going to sit down and close my eyes because I literally can't see because there's tear gas in my eyes. So I closed my eyes in the Grand Spice Bazaar of Istanbul in 2012, And I just decided, well, I guess while I'm here, I'll meditate. And that was the first time I ever meditated 10 years ago. And then here I am 10 years later with this meditation certification. And I think it's so important to do whatever you need to do to access those beliefs, whether it's listening to a podcast, reading a book, having a conversation, um, meditating, whatever it is that you need to get in tune with what are those beliefs that you want to release and what are the ones that you want to create. The sixth mind shift that I've had is around the importance of being happy where you are. You know, for the longest time, ever since that breakup that I referenced to you with that person I was with for three years, such a good person, I really wanted to find love. I really wanted to find the right person, which, by the way, I think I have uh, in, in recent months, which is really exciting. But before I found him... I had this moment in my apartment in New York City where I was sitting there with my dog. I have a huge German shepherd named Jupiter. And I was just looking at him, watching some sort of TV with him, just finished reading a book. And I was asking myself, would it have been worth coming down here onto the planet if this was it? If it was just me and this relationship with this dog and getting to be here? There's so many things I want to have that I don't have yet. But is what I have enough to justify having come down to this planet? Am I complete? Am I fulfilled by what I got to experience so far? And the answer was yes. So what I want to challenge you to do is just stepping into gratitude as you close out 2022 and step into 2023. And ask yourself, what are some things you're really grateful for? And really just close your eyes, Breathe in, breathe out, tune into those things. And ask yourself, are these things enough to justify coming down and being here on this planet? So despite all the extra things you want to have, all the things you're pursuing, all the things you're living for, is it enough? 
And number seven, this mind shift has been huge and it started in my meditation teacher training is the importance of matching your external energy with your internal thoughts. So here's what I mean. I have done personal development for almost 15 years. And at this point, I have learned how to regulate my nervous system and communicate effectively and minimize my own reactivity. And what that looks like is being kind to people, being reasonable, not losing my, my, you know, not losing it. That being said, when I walked the streets of New York, I was noticing that if somebody cut me off, I would have mean thoughts about them sometimes. Like, oh, so rude. Why are they cutting me off? And that was when I realized that even though externally I'm smiley and kind and most of the time that's my truth, internally I might smile but think like, screw you for cutting me off as I'm walking. And so it's been so important for me to rewire internally how I'm relating to people. This takes so much self-awareness and so much compassion. And one of my favorite things I've worked on saying when people bother me is the sentence, I've done that before. So when somebody cuts me off in traffic, I think to myself, I've done that before. When somebody's rude to me, I'm like, I've been rude before. And it has grounded me so much into my own humanness, into the humanness of so many other people. And it's been incredibly powerful for me to just land into my own humanity with that. And it's really softened the thoughts that I'm having towards other people so that I'm able to match my external kindness with my internal thinking. Mind shift number eight is around the importance of earning secure attachment with other people. That means knowing, that means knowing, let's say you have somebody close in your life, whether it's your partner, whether it's a friend, whether it's a parent, everyone has different wounds. Everybody has different pains. And it's so important to know what are those wounds. And it's, it's important to not become codependent with those wounds, right? What is codependency? It's when you contort yourself or you tiptoe and morph yourself to prevent someone else from feeling something uncomfortable. So what's important is that you're able to know what someone's going through and not tiptoe around it, but hold it with love. So for example, I have a dear friend who got bullied in middle school and she has a really big fear um, of girls gossiping behind her back of being bullied as an adult. And I know that about her. So whenever someone says something about her, I've said to them, oh, she has a fear of this. Definitely go talk to her. And she knows that I do this. I've told her that I do this. And she feels as though I am holding her inner child's pain, and I'm earning a secure attachment with her. Those of you who don't know what the attachment styles are, I am sure that Dr. Margaret has talked about them. The book Attached is really incredible for this. I talk about attachment a lot in my book, U-Turn, Y-O-U-Turn. Really, really powerful to be able to understand the importance of holding somebody's pain in a mindful way so that you can have a secure relationship with them. You can show them a sense of security. Number nine is around being yourself. We often say, just be yourself. But what I want to draw your attention to 
is that a lot of us are sometimes leading with wounding. We're not leading with our actual empowered true selves. We're leading with our, as Eckhart Tolle would call our pain bodies. And so what I want to say to you today, as you enter 2023 is yes, be yourself, but don't be yourself if you're being your wounded self. So ask yourself, where do you need to be more regulated? Where do you need to attune to your higher self? And mind shift number 10 is the importance of choosing when you don't want to be attached to an outcome. So funny story for you. Living in New York City, I only had one friend and she introduced me to a couple of her friends when I moved there. And they happened to be beauty queens. They happened to compete in Miss USA. They happened to win the title of Miss New York for Miss USA. And they have been in the pageant world for a while, which is something that I have no awareness of. And I ended up losing a bet with them. And what I had to do if I lost the bet was participate in a pageant because they said that I just don't understand what it's about. And I remember being completely out of my comfort zone. And I actually did an episode on my podcast about what I learned doing this pageant. And funny enough, I ended up getting runner up for better or for worse, which is is just so surprising, but, you know, interesting. But I remember when I was backstage at this pageant, so out of my comfort zone, all of the women there pretty much had done pageants before. And because, and I felt my body tense up, like, oh my gosh, I need to go down this runway and look like I know what I'm doing. And it was in that moment that I realized I don't have to win. I don't need to be attached to winning. And I said to myself in my head, I've wanted to win and achieve so many things in my life. This pageant does not have to be one of them. And it was so powerful for me to notice my body loosen up and feel a sense of peace. And so I want to remind you today, sometimes we get attached to things and we don't give it enough conscious thought to say, actually, I don't need to be attached to this thing. This thing doesn't matter enough for me to be attached to it. So I want to invite you today to ask yourself, what are you attached to? What outcome are you attaching to right now? Where are you feeling tensed up? And can you let go of some of that attachment? Can you choose where you don't want to be attached? And number 11 is about awakening versus spirituality. My final point. I think different people are into different things in this life. For me, I'm interested in awakening. And what awakening means, it's about awakening to my true nature, to my highest level of myself, awakening to the truth about who I am beyond these limiting beliefs that I have, growing and expanding as a person, less awakening to my ego, needing less things from an egoic draw. And I used to think of myself as more spiritual. And what I've learned for me is that spirituality is more about like tarot cards and life purpose and energy healing and all of these different things that, you know, might be considered spiritual candy, for example. But I've been very invested in my own awakening. And I just wanted to offer this to you to think about what do you want to awaken to in 2023? What is your intention that you want to put out there? It has been so fun being your guest host for this podcast. Um, maybe Dr. Margaret will let me share with you a meditation uh, for you in 2023 that you can use to visualize and connect to your higher self. I'm so honored that I get to be here with you. And I'm so grateful that you're listening. So until next time, thank you so much again for listening. This is Ashley Stahl signing off.
Thank you for being here as we go on with our guest host and other kind of special presentations for self-work in 2023. You can always email me at askdrmargaret at drmargaretrutherford.com. And of course, leave ratings and reviews wherever you listen, but especially on Apple. That would be fantastic. Take very good care of you, your loved ones, and your community. I'm Dr. Margaret, and this has been Self-Work. Self-Work.